I'll see you day day. Let's go. This ain't no takeout. Welcome to the steakhouse. Come on in. This ain't no takeout. You're entering the steakhouse. The three strikes. Things I learned. Let's talk it. What's on your mind? Is it a falcon? Yeah. Gray? Huh? Hawks? Yeah. You're nine it. They're barking. They're biting. When them dogs get excited. Uh, it's steak. It's Sandra. Rusty and Drew New Anthem. 10-04. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We've been doing this Leaders Series uh, about a year and a half. Or kind yeah. of when we started. Talked to some of the most impressive folks around uh, Metro Atlanta and the state of Georgia. And uh, this... This young lady definitely fills that role. Lauren Coots, who's the president CEO of the YMCA of Metro Atlanta. Great yes. to see you. Great to see you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So how many people, how many uh, buildings, how many folks <laughs> um, are a part of, of what you guys do on a day-to-day basis? Well, we're 166 years old. We're actually the oldest nonprofit in Atlanta, but I like to call us a 166-year-old startup because we have to continue to innovate and understand what communities want and need. Um, We have about 35 different locations, which includes early learning, kind of YMCAs that you think of with the gym and and a pool and youth activities to resident camps, about 60 after-school locations. Um, Yeah, so we cover the the metro region. So any given day, how many uh, kids may find their way through a YMCA in the course of a day? I mean. Thousands? uh, Yeah, thousands. 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 Mm -hmm. Right? And you have been uh, the CEO for how long? Almost five years. But I've been with the Y for 12. So explain the business. And we'll talk about the patch and the Mm -hmm. Hawks Mm -hmm. and how that deal happened. And um, we'll talk about your fascinating stories about COVID and and whatnot. But... um, how uh, how do you get involved? What's your background in terms of this is a huge job? I know you're also on the national board also, right? Do some things there, yeah. Yeah, for the YMCA. So um, what, what's a background to end up at a CEO presidency of a job like that? Well, I first started in sports marketing okay. um, back in the day, 1996 uh, Olympics, and spent about three years working uh, for Lonnie Cooper at Career Sports mm. Management. And um, then after I got an MBA, I jumped to the nonprofit area, which everyone thought it was crazy, um, but I really wanted to get into a role where I could start to make an impact in the community. I grew up in a small town and kind of searching for that sense of community here in Atlanta when I moved here, and so um, just jumped right into it, and uh, over the course of many years, got to work with some great organizations, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, um, but really, I think my career changed when I worked at Cox Curry and Associates, which is a consulting firm that really works with every nonprofit in Atlanta. And you really kind of understand the lay of the land. You understand how the for-profit, nonprofit kind of government sectors all work together. Mm -hmm. Um, I was so fortunate to be on the team that was part of the Save Grady Hospital campaign, probably one of the biggest honors of my life. Um, just because, you know, I don't think people really understood at that time that it was the only level one trauma center in Atlanta. And if you don't have that, you can't have major sporting events. You can't have big concerts. They don't come here without that type of um, access. So um, from there, really made the jump to the why. Came in as the chief development officer, which means I raise money. Um, and after a few years, uh, the board and leadership saw something in me and gave me a chance to expand um, what I do into operations. And that in 2019 became the internal candidate uh, when they did a national search. How many folks work for you? Um, About 2,000. About 2,000. So leadership, 
how you grow into that, what you know, where does it come from, who are your mentors, how does all that play out? What a great question. Um, you know, I think I really looked up to my parents first and foremost, and I had teachers that, you know, I look back at and I really can appreciate them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I've learned as much from people I've worked for that weren't great leaders as yep. I have in terms of working for people who were great leaders. I, I think the biggest mentor in my life was Ann Curry, who um, was the principal of Cox Curry and Associates. Um, she was just one of those people who was super strategic. I always say, like, being in a meeting with her was like that queen's gambit. She could just, like, look at the <laughs> ceiling and move everything around. And, you know, this person's connected with this person. And she could just make things happen. And so just by osmosis, I kind of learned how to do that same thing. What happens to the why during that COVID period where there are thousands and thousands of kids that rely on it for after-school programs, rely on it as, you know, for the uh, for meals in some cases or their school for meals, right? Right. And the why, like how big a crisis? That was right at the beginning of your run, right? Yes. I, I had a few months under my belt when COVID happened. And yeah, so if you think about, we serve about 3,000 children birth to five every day in one of our early learning centers. We have a large Head Start contract, which means we're serving a lot of families that are living at poverty or below. Um, and so we're feeding those kids a hot breakfast and lunch. Um, in after-school programs, um, feeding kids a hot dinner. So we knew when we had to close our doors that there were a lot of children who were not in school and there were a lot of children who weren't in after-school programs, and we really were concerned about where they were going to sure. be able get to a eat. Meal. Yeah, yeah, get a meal. Yeah. I think get a meal. Yeah, and so we have four commercial kitchens, and so we started firing up all the food we had, and we started putting it out there you know, to all of the families that we serve. You can come to one of our parking lots, and we'll have meals ready for you to pick up. And then word got out. We ended up working with the Atlanta Braves. They called and said, we hear you're doing this. Um, We've got a ton of food since we don't have a season. Um, We'll cook it and you guys come get it. So over the course of about six months, we ended up having a a network of 68 partners and we served 600,000 meals out of a YMCA parking lot here in Atlanta. Oh my gosh. And then the other piece was, you know, those who worked on the front lines of COVID, doctors, nurses, med techs, firefighters, police officers, they didn't have the luxury of working from home. So we ended up working with every major hospital system in Metro Atlanta and offering emergency childcare for those working on the front lines of COVID. So we turned our buildings literally um, almost overnight with the support of the state of Georgia and licensing into you know, childcare. And we were doing it in masks and with temperatures and gloves. And, you know, people would say, how do you have a five-year-old, you know, have space around them? We, we move them with hula hoops, right? It's just to make sure that, you know, everybody was safe. And, and we served um, about 3,000 kids over the course of that, at that time in those programs. So, you know, I think what we had to ask ourselves is what skill sets and did we uniquely have that we could positively impact people in such a difficult time of uncertainty? Um, so it was it was very interesting, but I, I think it made the organization more resilient and um, really kind of re-in- reintroduced us to the public of kind of who we were and what we are beyond kind of maybe what people had thought. Unsung heroes. I've <laughs> never heard of this before. I've never heard that story, Lauren, and shame on me. That's no. tremendous. Well, if you think about the massive uh, crisis, uh, first of all, families, that, I mean, this is where the why raises a lot of kids, right? Absolutely. You know, and and you don't have that. You didn't have school, so they're not getting their meals there, right? I mean, you're seeing stuff that, frankly, um, you know, there's a lot of privileged listeners listening that don't understand, uh, or working parents. So you're go you're going zero to five for parents that are working. You're taking care of those kids, right? 
Absolutely. So again, we're at early learning. We're in after school. We're in summer day camp, which sounds like it's a nice to have, but that's working. That's um, child care for working families, right. teen programs. I mean, it's it's all year. It's all day. How much passion do you meet athletes, professional athletes? Get this deal with the Hawks. Now we'll talk about that. Who talk about what the why, especially the Atlanta Metro Atlanta Ys, have done in certainly some tougher neighborhoods than than just yeah. the, the the you know the more normals some of the suburban stuff that people maybe listening grew up with. Yeah, I mean I think you you think about some of our locations like our Andrew and Walter Young Family YMCA in Southwest Atlanta, our villages at Carver YMCA. I mean these are wise that honestly, you know, 80 to 90% of the people in the building are there on some level of scholarship or financial assistance we've provided and it's just so critical to be in all communities. Every community is unique and different and so we talk about having freedom in the framework. We have to make sure that when we're in a community, we're listening and we're providing what families and, and kids need. And so we have a program that I just love at those two Ys called Boys and Young Men of Color. And it's all about mentoring. It's all about bringing um, African-American successful men in and helping young boys, middle school, high school, understand that they have pathways and opportunities um, that maybe they're not seeing outside of their front door. So you got a few thousand people working for you. What's the best way to get in trouble with the boss when you are uh, when you're working in one of these organizations or a manager or something along those lines? What are the what are the rules? I'm gonna, uh, like, how do you know you're in, you're in bad way with Lauren Coots? If you tell me it's not your job, or if you tell me we've already done that before and don't try it, <laughs> you don't like to hear that, right? I don't like to hear that. How are we with like being on time for meetings and things like that, or just like yeah, are pretty you pretty prompt. strict about that? Pretty prompt, yeah. But you're. Uh... But I'll start the meeting if you're not there. It's okay. Right, right. <laughs> Um, when we come back, I want to talk about, first of all, it's a massive deal, the NBA and the Y, right? Yes. How, how much do you love those patches? Oh, my uh, gosh. I love them. I wear my custom jersey around the office on a regular oh, that's basis. Great. Yeah. <laughs> that's no small deal. And the history of the Y in basketball, we'll talk about. Also, I got fired up this morning. I saw the Cam Newton video. I just showed it to you. Yeah. Kind of like the anti-Y mindset. Is that safe to say? I think that's safe to say. <laughs> yeah. My kids played at the Y. I never saw something like that before, right? Um, so we'll talk about that as well. Lauren Coots is live in studio. She is the president, CEO of the Metro Atlanta YMCA. Lots to talk about. And we continue on Leaders, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.